been here a few days, but we cannot wait to get back to America and tell them that the work of God is well and good and powerful in Indonesia. Hello and welcome to this Action Podcast from Bible League International. I'm your host, Michael Woolworth. For more than 80 years, Bible League International's mission has been to serve the under-resourced church with Bibles and training to transform lives worldwide through God's Word. More on that uh, audio cut you heard in just a moment, but our action podcasts feature powerful stories of God's work around the world, taking you to the front lines of our global ministry and allowing you to see how your gifts and prayers help us realize our mission every day. At the end of this action podcast, we'll share how you can partner with the exciting ministry of Bible League International. Indonesia. It's the world's largest island nation located in Southeast Asia between the Indian and Pacific Oceans. Indonesia boasts 17,000 islands, including Java, Sumatra, Sulawesi, and others. It's also the most populous Muslim-majority country in the world with nearly 270 million people and its citizens are required to declare their religious affiliation. The country and its people are absolutely beautiful. And I know this because I traveled there in February of 2020, right before all the COVID-19 lockdowns, along with several U.S. radio hosts who invite listeners to support the work of Bible League International. In fact, at the top of our podcast, you heard Bob Burney of WRFD Radio in Columbus, Ohio, share how excited he was to return to the U.S. with the stories of the gospel changing lives in Indonesia through the ministry of Bible League International. Today, we'll give you a glimpse into our trip to Indonesia. We landed in the capital city of Jakarta. It's a big, beautiful city and the second largest urban center in the world behind Tokyo with about 36 million people. And our entire trip would be spent on Java Island. Now, our aim was to connect with end users of Bible League study materials and Bibles, and we were not disappointed. We visited the city of Jog, Jakarta, home to the famous Batik artistic dyeing of fabrics known around the world. And my wife certainly knew about it, too. One of the dynamics of living in a Muslim-majority country where as many as about 80 to 85% of the population follows Islam is that big bustling cities like Jakarta often close down for two hours in the heart of the day for prayers being offered in local mosques. Now, Christians in one church told us how they use this as an opportunity to invite nominal Muslims and those with other religious affiliations to Bible studies to hear the gospel in various parts of the city. And would you know it? Many are coming to embrace Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I ask our host and Bible League partner, Tony, what is life like for Christians in Indonesia? Out of our 34 provinces, around 20 or 30 percent of them are adopting the Sharia law, or at least uh, the government are Muslim majority. Now Christians who live there in that area, they have to struggle for their faith. Church being burned, uh, people got imprisoned because uh, they, they, they protest something that kind of offended the, the the followers of Islam. My follow-up question to Tony was, uh, we often hear of Christians being subjected to persecution and anti-conversion laws elsewhere. And I ask him, is that quite common in Indonesia? We can talk about our faith, but if the way we talk about our faith offended or insulting the other faith, then we can be in trouble. There's no such thing as an anti-conversion law uh, uh, in that sense in Indonesia, uh, but it's more like the social punishment. And sometimes it's more dangerous, actually, than the government punishment. Hmm. 
My next question to Tony was, you know, we went all over Indonesia hearing that Muslims are coming to faith in Christ everywhere you look. I ask him, what do you credit that to? How's that happening? As a person who was born in a Muslim family, I have so many friends and family members, actually, who belong to the Muslim faith. And for them, uh, the things that interest them is always the relationship, the personal relationship with God. Because it's it's something strange for them. It's something weird that we can have a God who have a personal uh, uh, relationship with us, who want to talk with us, who who loves us. And because for them, a religion is, is a set of rules. If you do this, then you will be blessed. And do this, you will be cursed or you have, will have a, a punishment. They didn't come to faith because of the theological debate or something like that, but more because of love and an encounter with, with God himself. Well, hearing this was a great encouragement to my travel companions and me, and we asked Tony about the role of Bible League materials, training, and Bibles in the spread of the gospel there in Indonesia. And he was quick to say that people are excited to engage in the Word of God, and that at the heart of it all is, of course, God's grace and the use of Bible League materials. Well, a big bulk of our time in Indonesia was spent on planes, trains, and automobiles. We had the distinct pleasure of worshiping with about a 100 Christians high atop a mountain off the Indian Ocean, celebrating the third anniversary as a congregation. Now, we found out that many had walked miles and miles to be there that day. We also learned that local Islamic laws prevented this church from constructing a permanent building. So they worshipped in nothing more than a glorified picnic pavilion, but very appropriate for this very warm climate. We also learned that this church had been destroyed eight times, and the pastors threatened many times by extremists. My Bible League colleague Daniel tells their story. So the husband used to go to school for law, and then the wife uh, used to be a teacher for nursing school. She had a breast cancer. The husband got a stroke. They pray, and then they uh, got the vision from God that this is uh, where you have to stop looking for what are what you're looking, and then um, start working as a mission person for God. They want people not to just go to church, but to really understand who Jesus is. That's why they started to go from house to house, door to door, um, introducing Jesus to people there. And then, yeah, they don't like it. Because they didn't like it, they started to throw bombs to the church. People threatened to kill them 10 times, other than the bomb thrown to the church. But they didn't give up for whatever threat that happens to them, because they know that the God that healed them both will be there for them. That's my Bible League colleague, uh, Daniel in Indonesia, uh, telling us about the the plight of this local evangelical church high atop the Pasaban Mountain, just off the Indian Ocean. We were there with them that day to celebrate their third anniversary. And, you know, I can remember tears welling up as we sang songs of praise, knowing what these sisters and brothers have endured. And, you know, my uh, travel companions, these radio hosts from the U.S., you know, in the moment, I remember we stood there and we looked around just in amazement. We said to ourselves, uh, you know, this was no less of a church than what we worship in uh, on Sunday mornings, you know, at the corner of First and Main Streets in brick structures. It was absolutely an amazing experience. And, you know, as I saw the growth in that church, we saw some Bibles, we saw uh, materials that they've been using from Bible League. I could not help but think of... Uh, you listeners, faithful supporters of Bible League, who've given so sacrificially over the years to see that kind of growth uh, in an evangelical church half a world away. We've just praised God and continued on with our trip. 
You're listening to the Action Podcast from Bible League International. I'm your host, Michael Woolworth, and I'm sharing with you today some of the highlights, just some of the highlights, from a trip I took in the year 2020 to the country of Indonesia. Now, we've talked a lot about uh, the influence of Islam today, but you know, Indonesia also faces a deep-seated paganism often found in remote parts of the country. Now, our visas didn't allow us to travel to Papua, Indonesia, in the far stretches of that country. So Pastor Tandi, a Bible League advocate, came to us with an amazing story of a witch doctor coming to Christ. I met this witch doctor. He was called Philip. He was teacher of the doctors, witch doctors, because he was the one who trained many to do the same in killing people. So people in that village are really afraid of this kind of people. So I, when I went there in that village, I, I invited these people to pray for these witch doctors because I believe that only Jesus can, can uh, transform their life. Praise the Lord that in that night when I conducted the crusade, these people came also. So I preached the word of God and at the end I invited these people to come to receive Christ so these people, about 120 maybe, they came forward. They kneeled down and then they went to receive Christ. And then later on, I went to Philip's house to I teach him more about Christ. Then after several months, I baptized him. So now, praise the Lord, uh, God has been using him. Every day, he and his wife pray for this, uh, his people. And he really loved God. When people get sick, they call him to pray for them. So before, when people want to kill people, they invite him. But now, when they want to get healed, they invite him to pray for them. So I believe this is the work of Holy Spirit that transforms people's life, like Philip. Pastor Tandi is an amazing man, about 70 years of age, who, in order to gain credibility with this group of witch doctors, held a poisonous root in the forest so often used to sicken or kill people. My God made this root, and he can protect me, Tandi proclaimed, and from there, God used him to help unfold the gospel in this very remote part of Papua, Indonesia. You're listening to the Action Podcast from Bible League International. I'm your host, Michael Woolworth. Near the end of our trip in Jakarta, we connected with a very delightful group of young men living in a ministry house. You see, many Indonesians from various islands elsewhere in the country come to the capital city to study at universities and colleges, and this ministry house gave them a sense of belonging. Many were fluent in English and their native language thanks to the Bible-based literacy program from Bible League. These men invited us to share a meal, then told us through testimonies and songs how engaging with God's Word has forever changed their lives. They were very talented musically, and my group and I, we called them the Papua Boys. (laughs) 
Yeah, what a delightful group of guys from all over Indonesia, all religious backgrounds. Um, we met them toward the end of our trip in the capital city of Jakarta in a ministry house and through uh, testimonies and song told us what Jesus Christ means to them as they journey together as brothers in the Lord. And, you know, they were so uh, talented musically, we uh, we dubbed them uh, the Papua Boys. You can see why. Great uh, music there. I asked two of our radio hosts uh, how they were impacted by this trip. Here's Bob Burney of WRFD Radio, Columbus. I think the highlight for me was preaching in the church up on top of the hill. It was just like a picnic pavilion. They didn't have a building, but their church had been burned down eight different times. I had the opportunity to preach to those people and to see the work of the Bible League there was just an incredible blessing. Thanks for those kind words, Bob. And here's what Kathy Emmons of WORD Radio, Pittsburgh, had to say. I grew so much from that trip and so very much appreciate the work of the Bible League. The thing that I loved most was getting to know Tony and the Bible League staff in Jakarta, the different people that we were able to meet, the churches that we were able to invest in even for a short time, and the ways that we saw the Holy Spirit working in Indonesia. I mean, it was just an unbelievable once-in-a-lifetime experience. Hey, thank you, Kathy. That's Kathy Emmons of WORD-FM in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She and Bob uh, joined us on this trip to Indonesia. And what a joy for us today uh, to come and just kind of give you some of the highlights uh, to this amazing trip to Indonesia. The country and its people we found are absolutely beautiful. And what a privilege for, again, my travel companions and me to see God making good on his promise to redeem the world. You know, Jesus said in John 12, if I be lifted up, I'll draw the nations to myself. And we met people truly changed by the gospel in the archipelago island nation of Indonesia. Will you stay involved with Bible League International by praying for and supporting this ministry with your financial gift? By God's grace and through your partnership, we'll continue serving the under-resourced church with Bibles and training to transform lives worldwide through God's Word. Visit BibleLeague.org to learn more about where we serve and to sign up for our e-news and verse of the day. That's BibleLeague.org. And follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Again, thanks for tuning in today. I'm Michael Woolworth for the Action Podcast.